Welcome back to a trade targets video. This is like, um, have you ever seen that show on ESPN with Woody Page and they have the, the whiteboard in the background? Where background. Go, what's it called again? Around the horn? Yeah. Yeah. It's like with this, that's what this is not going to be. So don't <laughs> okay. do <that> again. So <laughs> we are back doing what we did a couple of weeks ago where we're looking on Fantasy Calc, which is a free resource for you guys to use. We'll link that down below. And basically they pull in API through Sleeper and a lot of other um, useful league data that tells you the players that are currently involved in the highest percentage of trades. So we're talking about the guys that you're probably either trading for or guys are sending trade offers uh, to from in between backwards, upwards, downwards, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to talk about the most traded players and our current stances on them. Now, a little twist on today's video got some whiteboards we've got some accessories now me and jmo both have one what we're gonna do as we go down the list of each player is write a quick buy sell you want to throw a hold in there too or i was gonna ask like I, th I think we probably should so we're gonna give a buy a sell a hold always make sure we're dialed in no matter what direction we're going with it and we're gonna flip them up at the same time and then either argue or agree or make points for against uh, all that kind of shit all right so y'all are ready to go we're ready to go let's cook Gut, hit the intro. First guy up on this league who is involved in 5% of trades. Now, this is data that's probably over the last week or so. So, obviously, this has come before the breakout game he just had where he ran for about a buck 72 or a buck 80 or something like that. Had a monster breakout game against Denver. Everybody saw it coming, except for me on deal or no deal, but that's neither here nor there. Brees Hall, 5% traded. Is, this is before week five? A little bit. Okay. I'm assuming there aren't a lot, ton of people trading him after week five. Fair. Unless. Maybe. maybe you ready? Feels like trivia. It does. He's a hold for I mean, me. We're on similar stance, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he's just a guy. I think he's a buy, in my opinion, because this week he plays the Eagles. They give up the, the second fewest fantasy points. Bang. And I think the hype's going to die down a little bit. The Jets are going to get a reality check again. Boom. Right after week six, he will be on the market at a solid price. Super fair point. I was thinking about that, but I almost feel like, I don't know, if you held, if you drafted Brees and then you held him on your team That's for this fair. long and then you saw last week, you're seeing like what's to come, you know? Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like a, a one-week buy window, but that is a good point. It's kind of like... Um, it's all about... It's just scheduling matters to an extent. It, scheduling definitely matters. Timing definitely matters. Coming off this game, though, for me, if I'm a Brees Hall owner, I'm just going to ride the wave here he looks like he's back to pre-ACL form which is incredible given the timetable Cook's taking nothing from him it's over dude it, it never was but it's over yeah I tweeted this out a couple weeks ago but like I don't know if I you could name a, le a less impactful player in the NFL at this point than Dalvin Cook and they gave him it wasn't big money but still six mil or whatever it was it's like six to eight mil yeah. incentives even <laughs> more great. than that the amount of like uh buzz around that mm -hmm. entire situation relative to what it's <laughs> become he, he, he did not do the running back position any service no. by, by the way that he's playing he right lucky. now and like the whole he really this is the last bag he'll ever catch <laughs> everything else has got a hole in it and it's dropping through so Brees hall is just the guy that you want on your team the speed i think they clocked him at like 22 miles an hour which was as fast as he was pre-ACL, if not faster. And it was true to the extent of, like, he's not limited anymore as far as management goes or load management goes. That was my biggest concern. Yeah. It was like, okay, when the game script goes sour, do they lean on Brees Hall again? They fucking should. I, I will say this. Elijah Vera Tucker, he is the highest-graded run blocker on the team. He's out for the season. Out the season. And, and he's good in general. He's top 16 in the league. He's a good player. P, uh, per PFF. Not everything. Something. 
Okay. That it, I mean, that I, I feel like at the end of the day, a lot of running backs can only go as far as the line pushes. So yeah. Reese is so explosive, though. I, I don't know if, you know, when he came out of college, he wasn't necessarily like a huge breakaway guy. And then he went to the combine, ran like a 4-3-8 or something. It's quick. Yeah, and then in my mind, I was like, okay, I think it's some of that like indie turf because everybody was running like a four three five that day at, at the combine. But Brees' breakaway potential is. I thought when he was coming out, he's going to go to Miami because, and then he just went pretty early. Every single round. cool running back was like reported to go to yeah. Miami. Well, it's like a three year period. As far as speed goes, I thought that was going to be a good spot for him. Well, what I said in the stream yesterday was almost like Brees Hall feels like at this point when you're watching him, almost like. Um, just a 215-pound version of Devon Chain. <laughs> he's just, he just breaks away. Like, you give him 10 carries. He's a big dude, but like he moves so smooth. Yes. He's yeah, I will say... Case like, in point, he's just not a sell. The big breakaway, it, it really didn't feel like he was blazing past guys, but no one was catching him. He moves a lot quicker yeah. than it looks like he is. All right. Raheem Mostert. This should be an interesting one. This is a complicated one. Mm -hmm. Ready? Yeah. I kind of wrote two, but... I got Hold by. I think you just got to squeeze a lemon as much as you can on this one. I feel like this is going to be a lemon that doesn't go sour anytime soon. I agree until it does hit that deep end fantasy playoffs. At that point, though, you're in it, and everyone's got a puncher's chance. Regardless of your team, you're in the playoffs. You just need a couple guys to have a good days, and he could get you there, and that's what matters. So Raheem Moser, situation is weird. There's obviously a lot of moving parts right now. We might even know no more by the time you guys see this video. We're filming it on Tuesday afternoon. It'll go live Wednesday around like noon, I think. So we have Devon Achan, who's probably out for multiple weeks with the knee injury. And every headline is like, not season ending, but it's like several, several weeks. So it's like... Is it? You're getting that vibe? Yeah, it's like... Okay, I mean, so it's not, definitely worse than uh, originally anticipated. If it's an MCL sprain, though, that's not too severe. He can come back and be fine with it. I do wonder if there's any like ankle mechanism involved, because that's what I heard from like Twitter doctors. But the other part of this is Jeff Wilson. So Jeff Wilson was supposed to come back week five from IR. They didn't even open up the 21-day practice window, which was weird. That was odd. Because right? now Prior it's like, okay, we'll open it up now. It's like right, and does that mean he returns a practice? <laughs> that means he has 21 days to return to practice. Yeah. He could he could return week six. He could return week eight. I, I would say if they open up the practice window, that does mean that they believe he could re return with the mm -hmm. next like two to three weeks. But I still think he's got to get ramped up. I, I agree. And we talk so much how in the running backs, it's, it's just about who's got the hot hand in, in the running back market and momentum and... Raheem has not lost. I think any. we're for, we're forgetting how good Raheem looked over the first month because of how good Achan looked. Yeah, it was insane. He scored in like what four to five games. Yeah, I think he's got the. I mean, last week he, he was like he's the secondary tied for the piece. most touchdowns or something like that. He's it's, like the RB six right now. Yeah. I, I think last week he had like a bad week as Achan was like the one, but he had mm -hmm. sixteen half PPR fantasy points. Yeah. I feel like that's almost like a whoever the starting running back in Miami is is almost guaranteed <laughs> a touchdown, and then if you break away a big play. You're going to go for like 18 points. Especially against Carolina this week. Mm -hmm. it, it's over. I think you could sell I think you could sell your league all these like fake narrative storylines about why Mostert's not going to be a good player for like the rest of the year. But even if HN is back week like 8, 9, 10, Mostert still feels like Who's a great RB2. By then, he doesn't need another week to ramp up. And it's like we're just constantly kicking mm -hmm. this rock down the road. And it's like you know, Mostert, we got a good 11 weeks out of the whole season. That's pretty good. Yeah. Speaking of another dude who is now taking a back seat to someone returning. Mr. Puka Nakua, involved in 4% of trades. Cooper Cup came back. Puka still had a good week. Yeah, this one's tough. I think it's tough. Okay. Oh, like I said, I don't know what I want to put. feels boring, but I think it's the right move. Yeah. My, my strategy more often than not, I know this is a trade target show, but when I have good players on my fantasy team, yeah. I'm not always just looking to trade them. Uh, 
if I say a guy's a hold, that does mean I lean way more towards like buy him, go get him if you can. Puka seems fine. And this whole like sell him at the peak value thing, it's like so much easier said than done. Like if Puka's just constantly going to be good, it's like he's running every his route. Peak with value Cub. would have been at the beginning of the season when he was coming off of waivers. Like, yeah, I will say like his um, his weekly ceiling probably now shifts, or his weekly floor I would say shifts because we're not going to guarantee. 10 catches or and or a touchdown. Yes. I think there will be games where Cooper Cup is the one that scores two touchdowns and Puka doesn't catch any. But th- this Rams team, I don't remember, before the season you gave a Lions comp. Well, it might have been the Rams, where it's like a, an offense that's going to constantly be chasing and it's going to be a good offense with the defense. Was it the Rams? Yeah, I think so. That's coming into that, complete fruition. That's right why now. I was so high on Cooper Cup. Because Cup, yeah. prior to the injury, Cup was like, I, I threw him in my rankings over Jamar Chase. It was like, J. Jeff, Cooper mm-hmm. Cup. It's because the Rams' defense is so bad. But I was like, if Stafford can stay healthy, they're just going to sling the ball 45 times yeah. a game. At this point, you could group Puka in with that T. Higgins, Evans, Lockett, wide receiver two on his own team guy where he's still going to put up numbers and still going to be producing for your team. I'm interested to see what happens. They played Philly this previous week. So Kyron, it shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone that he had a down game. They still tried to involve him really heavily, and he still outcarried Ronnie Rivers, I think, 13-1. to yeah. So I want to see what happens in a game where – it's a Kyron script and Cup and Puka are both healthy. I want to see if that's going to happen probably this week. Right. I want to see if if Puka's involvement falls off and like Cup becomes the guy. Almost similar to what we're seeing with like Tariq Waddle and all the running backs being healthy. Like Tariq is clearly like the alpha there. I think they really just you've said it a hundred times. He's going to just become Robert Woods, and it might be oversimplifying it, but dude, they saw. I think it was. Um, just got rid of Van Jeff too. Twenty go. that unlocks so many more targets. Van Jeff's now going to be a Super Bowl champ, two-time Super Bowl yeah. champ. They saw, I think, twenty-three up in Puka combined for twenty-three of forty-seven targets. It was like sixty-five percent of the targets. <laughs> it's there. nuts. I think it's going to be a normal occurrence. Yeah. Uh, I think at this point, Cooper Cup is probably back to being a high-end wide receiver one. Puka though, top kind, fifteen kind guy. Of the same out. thing though. How I was saying, maybe by Brees after this week, could this be a buying window for Puka after a Kyron Williams? game? If you see a down game from him, that wouldn't they discourage play me. Play Arizona him. this week. Yeah. They, okay. They could, depending on which Arizona we get, which Rams we get, they mm. could run up the score. It could be just a, a game where they don't need to use Puka like that. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, I I would be fine buying him if he has a down game this week. Mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle's next guy on this list. We <laughs> kind of brought him up a couple times. Let, let's start with that conversation right there. Who would you rather have rest of season, Puka or, or Waddle? I'm such a Waddle homer. I think I got to go with him. I think the smart play is Puka. I think it's probably, like it's definitely safer. I think best case scenario with Waddle is like we're hoping that he does what Puka does every week. Yeah. Seven for 75 and a touchdown. From what we've actually seen, like if you could just go off of these guys from this season, this would be like a stupid pick for me to say Waddle. I'm, I'm really going off a of name value and just assuming it'll pick up after last year eventually. You're just going to go Waddle every week and then he's going to have a six for 175. Yeah. Two touchdown games soon. He, he'll probably do it once or twice and I just got to ride that high while it lasts. But. Okay, let's talk Jalen Waddle. Let's go. Damn, really? I got he's, hold. He's a sell for me at this point. I think I think we've kind of seen what this offense is now. And while he's like so explosive, he's now like the third or fourth most explosive guy. And we'll see we'll obviously see big games Do out of him. Do you think him. HN going down helps him? Probably. I think like the sneaky part of why that helps everybody on the offense is just gives it just spreads it out. It's more, more plays. Yeah. Because they're they keep scoring on like 70 yard <laughs> yeah. plays. So like they'll put up 40 points, but they'll run 50 plays yeah. because they score every he three did plays. Have, Waddle, I think, led the team in targets in week five. It was like 10 targets, 
35 uh, yards. You know, that's touchdown. nothing to flex if it turned into five receptions for 35. But I do want to. The workload on. is still there. I, I want to check something real quick. I feel like we need we need more Dolphins Chargers games where like someone could go toe to toe with the Dolphins. Like, we need a good game from Miami where it's like a struggle. Yeah, I mean, listen, Waddle's still performing really well over two yards per outrun. I think the problem is his A dot is back down to like nine where it was his rookie year. And all the deep shots are going to Tyreek Hill or they're just big plays on the ground, which has kind of become a problem. In his, in his rookie year, it was okay because he was absorbed. I mean, he was a volume guy, record. right? Because yeah. they didn't have Tyreek Hill. Exactly. Tyreek Hill shows up and then he's a monster, but they use Waddle downfield. Waddle mid? No, definitely not. Unless. I'm not sure. But I don't know. I, I was really like going into this year. I was like, okay, rookie year, he absorbed all the work. Second year, he was super efficient, not as much work. Can he now capitalize on both? And now it's like, oh, he's doing neither. He's doing neither. So Next like, year, it'll be back to both. Yeah. I don't know. I actually kind of feel like the public saying sell Waddle because we've seen him be bad now, and now would be the time to buy him. I think if you looked at it, I think maybe what would help, an exercise that would help is objectively just now look at the team situation going mm-hmm. forward. Kind of like rid your mind of the last four or five weeks and say, Miami, know what we know, really high-scoring offense, great scheme, Devon Chan is hurt. Maybe that's enough to be like, okay, Waddle's back, but uh, I don't know. I, I think I would take Puka over Waddle the rest of the season. That might be an, a horrible take. I think I'd still go with Waddle. I don't know. It's tough. The one week sample size of having Puka and Cup together is just not enough. Cause it, and it went so well. It's like so easy. It was like the perfect matchup. It was kind of yeah. like the perfect storm of how that would work. So this is exactly what we expected. Mm-hmm. And it just fucking happened. <laughs> we'll see. What if next week Puka leads the team in like targets and yards yeah, and receptions? And like, though? Holy shit. All right. JT obviously returned from injury off of IR. Oh, this feels gross. Yep. Got a hold slash sell. I think while AR is out, Moss is still going to eat for a week or two, I believe. But once AR comes back, I think they're going to be a very efficient team, and he's going to get the work that we've been looking for. They just gave him that bag. Like, I know Moss has been good, but there's just no way in my mind. Maybe I'm playing a little too All political right. with Let it. Let me ask you two questions then. How many more weeks? All right, week six is this upcoming week, so that counts as one. How many more weeks until Jonathan Taylor outsnaps Zach Moss? Because this week it was like 87% Moss still, and JT was like 15. It was, it was not good. How many more weeks? I think it might be two more, like week eight. And then Anthony Richardson's injury feels like best case scenario. He's back on the field like 10. Oh, you think it's a month? Four weeks. I think minimum four weeks. Oh, he's on a high R, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, did is they he? put him on IR? I'm I not sure. It, I, I think they're seeing, I think they're, Jay Jett is definitely, yeah. is, but they're putting, I think they're letting A-Rich see a few different specialists and they'll probably, they'll, I mean, they'll have to decide before this weekend, obviously, so the game counts towards it, but I think it was a grade three AC sprain, which is usually anywhere from like four to eight weeks. I know there are people that are concerned that it's going to linger for the year. I'm almost like at this point when I'm factoring in JT, I'm not really factoring in Anthony Richardson as like the I, upside thing. I would agree to an extent. I don't know. Because the game against the Baltimore, they won. Gardner was in. Mm-hmm. And that was Moss's day, right? Where he really popped on the scene. Every day is fucking. Yeah, it's Moss's day. world. We're just living in <laughs> yeah. it, dude. They need to get their money back for JT. Facts. What's the refund policy? <laughs> Give him his guarantee and cut the I loss. will say, though, Moss, like the player that Moss is and what they just gave JT, Moss has one bad game and it's probably over. Like, yeah. luck is pulled on him. But he's just been so good. It's almost like now, if he continues to play at that level, they'll just really slowly get JT back into they shape. They played Jacksonville this week. And this is two different plays. But they just held James Cook to negative rushing yards. So it's like, Jack's got a good rushing defense. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I think this we could see it switch sooner than later, but I'll, it's just gonna I'll be still, a slow ramp up. Regardless, like, even if Zach Moss is playing bad, I still think that the ramp up for it's Jeff. probably gonna be like the Brees Hall thing where we're just annoyed. What's the last time JT played? Cause he missed like the end of last year, or no? It was I a surgery say, only in the off season. I, I don't actually remember. His last game might have been that Vikings comeback game. Remember that? Wasn't that the playoffs? Vikings versus Colts. Oh yeah, I actually, Matt Ryan blew yeah. like a thirty point lead. I think that was his last game. I bet on that at halftime. For the for really? them to win, yeah, and then I sold out with like four oh. minutes left. Yeah, it was so sad. I remember watching it here and losing my fucking mind. But I also think just with all the concerns about ramping up, I think a lot of people. That's not just something me and you are concerned. About. I think even common fantasy people are concerned about that. That opens up the buying window. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's something to keep a really close eye on. Is just make sure that the snap counts are like steadily increasing. Goes from fifteen mm-hmm. percent up to thirty percent, up to forty percent, up to. 60%. It's almost, but my, my, I guess my concern is like if they're not competing for a playoff spot, which they very well might be, it's almost like boss has been good enough to just have that be a committee for the rest of the year, in a sense. Fair. You know, if JT is not getting all the work, it makes it a little bit suspect. Over just there. let him build up gradually yeah. over the whole year. Yeah. I mean, luckily, based on like his uh, outlook going into the year, it's not like people drafted him top 12 or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was a third or fourth round pick. So it's not like you're losing a ton of value on him. So I guess you could be in worse spots to just kind of hold out and see what happens there. Ramondre, you could definitely be in better spots if you're a Ramondre owner. At this point, I don't really know what you can get from him if you tried to sell him, but... This is my boy from last week, remember? You called it. Sucks when you're like, oh, buy him after this shitty week, then the shitty week happens, and you're like, I don't want him anymore (laughs) because the thing that I said was going to happen happened. Yeah, it looks horrible. It's just, the Patriots are so bad. (laughs) They're so bad. Right, go off. He's RB26, and I feel like he... Feels like he's outside the top 40. We he's RB26? Yeah. How? Exactly. He's still top 16 in touches. No, he's not good, okay? You shouldn't have drafted him in the first five rounds, but I think he could still finish as an RB2. I don't know if I see that path. How does he get there? Volume alone. Because re- I will say the touchdowns aren't there for the whole offense. Right. The receiving game isn't really what we want. He's not really catching that many passes. He's making no explosive plays. I am just plays. banking on the Patriots going from the worst team in the NFL to can they be below average? I'm not asking for them to turn it around completely, not even be decent, just be a little bit more Patriot-like. All right, well, let's give some um, – maybe let's think of some players that we could move Stevenson for. If I'm if I'm going to try to sell him, I'm probably looking in – with trading. Like, would you rather Najee or Stevenson? Oh, God. Because um, – Someone asked in the Discord about the team, and he asked me about Stevenson because he knew I said to buy him after the week, and I saw he had Najee on his team. I'm like, I'm willing to take that swap. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I never make lateral moves like that. I would never be one like, trade a running one, back yeah. who both have the same fucking that outlook. Are, oh. Dude, I, I don't I don't know if I could answer that question. I don't like the like four for fours I, either. I think Ramondre is better than Najee. I think the Steelers' outlook on offense is kind of better than the Patriots outlook on offense, Jalen Warren scares me more than Zeke scares me. So it's like back and forth again. Like whoever's on my team, I'm just probably going to keep. I don't really care for doing the swaps. I guess I would take Ramondre over Stevenson rest yeah. of season. I never really do lateral moves like that. If, if I'm trying to do a one for one, it's probably a position swap. So if I'm a Ramondre owner, the guys that I would be targeting, I, I would if look. If you're trying to sell him? Yeah, I would okay. look at those like low end wide receiver twos probably. Um, even, even a dude like maybe. Dobbs plus like Dobbs he's coming off a really shitty game I think everyone like hates Jordan Love right now I would look for something that if you can get someone who has a lesser name value Dobbs Michael Wilson 
other, say less, <laughs> both of them. Um, like a like a Dobbs Tutu, maybe if people hate Tutu okay. with Puka coming back. I think Tutu has good games ahead. You know, those are guys like you need some some depth here with the bye weeks coming up and injuries and all that kind of stuff. So I I would look to make swaps like that if you could. Or like, uh, what about like Dotson? His name came to mind, but right now I don't think I, he almost feels like the Ramondre of wide receivers. That's fair. I'm good on Dotson right now, but I, like maybe you could flip Ramondre for Zach Moss if you're a JT owner. Do you think anyone would do that? There's so much uncertainty around Moss. I think I would. Rest of the season, I'm, I think I'd go Ramondre. I think I'd take Moss. I know we're getting no, at least one like more good gonna, game out of Moss. You're going to dominate me in the next month. In that deal. I know I'm getting one good game out of Moss this That's season. Fair. I don't know if I'm getting another good game <laughs> out of Stevenson. Once more than none at The this rest point. of this week. Um, all right. Jameer Gibbs, next up on the list. Just made a video on him today. What did you say? The video was the three biggest busts in fantasy. Hold. Uh, David Montgomery is really good. We know what role he's going to be used in. Jameer Gibbs never going to have that role. No. I still do think he'll have valuable games going forward. How is, is he'll, he'll be back this week? I don't know. Him and Amonra just came out of nowhere. Like, they're both out. It's like, okay. Yeah, I just think this team is so good. And Dude, I think they, they're very They're going to be, like, humming at one point. Like, down the stretch, I think they're going to get really, really good, and Gibbs' big games will come with that. He almost kind of feels like the fucking Tutu Atwell of running backs right now, <laughs> dude. It's kind of gross. Do um, you think he could be, like, a McKinnon last year? He just has this dummy two receiving touchdown game, and it's like... Ye, no, because when Detroit gets inside the 10, it's fucking... Dave, it's Demont. But it, when it KC gets down there, it's always passing. Yeah, I mean, seen uh, an explosive play from Gibbs? Would he have, like, a 20-yard run? I think against the Chiefs, too, that week one, maybe? Yeah. It, regardless, though, like, 4-3-6. That's what he ran at the combine. We were expecting 40, 50, 60-yard plays. Yeah. Has not happen whatsoever. So, like, I'd like to say his floor... I don't even really know if his floor or ceiling on a week-to-week basis are really that good. He's like RB33 right now. RB33. He doesn't get that many carries. He never gets goal line carries. Yeah. He, there are games where he has like two fucking targets too, which is kind of a shame. It's, but it's a little odd because like he'd be perfect for the reason they needed him last year. Down at the end, just need a perfect third down back or crunch time back. And they just don't need that now when they're always leading and always winning. And I was saying this in the preseason with DeAndre Swift. Everyone's like, if Gibbs can be mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift in terms of receptions, I was like, yeah, but the Lions were just down 30 every game last year. Two-minute, four-minute drills was just Swift soaking up bullshit targets. And even... They're yeah, always winning now. Tampa this, this motherfucker week, don't inter- miss. Interesting game. All right, so I filtered down Sleeper's leaderboard, basically, to flex. No QBs involved. Jameer Gibbs is the 107th best fantasy player right now. In half PPR, probably be a little bit higher, but he's lower than guys like Robert Woods, Alan Lazard, That's Nick Westbrook-Akini, Khalif Raymond, Johnu the Goat. Yeah, it's bad. Rest of season. This is based on what? Half PPR. Based on Just rankings? Like fantasy stats for the year. Points? Holy shit. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. It's 31.9 points. Rest of season. Gibbs or Ramondre? At that point, I'd probably take Gibbs. I'd stick with Gibbs. Um, Gibbs or Jalen Warren? Mm. Warren's doing decent. I think I I'm giving Gibbs You're both fucking useless. I know I'm giving Gibbs so much name value, mm-hmm. and I like if Warren, he wasn't a top twelve pick. I, mean, I want to say off the top of my head, Warren's got the second most targets out of running out of the running backs. Maybe he might be tied with someone. Is what it is. He's really good. Jacobs has the most. I think Warren has twenty five targets. Jacobs. I do third. wonder coming off the bye. So they were like, we need to change things in Pittsburgh. I wonder if coming off the bye next week, if Warren becomes. 
like the one A to Najee's one B. I will say it's not like while he looks better than Najee, it's not like he's this monster. Like not the most efficient on the ground. He's just like averaging less than four yards. Yeah, no, nah, he's just a little bit more explosive. He gives yeah. him a little bit of pop. Better in the passing game. All right, two more: Jameer Gibbs or Josh Palmer. I gotta go, Gibby. I think I would take Palmer there. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's Dude, just, the Chargers oddly like him. They love him. They do. I'm almost like I was gonna ask KJ Osborne too with Justin Jefferson on IR. They're like the same player where like the teams just love them for no reason. So they're going to see a floor of like seven targets a game. I don't know if I'd actually go that far, but like I, I definitely think about it. I, I feel like, and I'm getting into just Jamison being Spears here. I feel like the Chargers might make a move for wide receiver. Yeah. Why not just Trust post QJ? Why not post by? Yeah. Just like implement QJ into their offense. Just because it seems like they Fe- don't want to. It would feel crazy if they went out of their way to trade for a player. Rather than use their first round pick in a, like a higher capacity, Fair. they should have traded for Van Jeff. Honestly, all right, Chris Olave, number eight. Chrissy Poe, bye, bye for show. Ten plus targets, first three games. Derek Carr got hurt. He hasn't done shit. Carr's gonna get healthier. It, to me, this is all about Carr and Olave's health. Yeah. I, I will say I don't know uh, a lot about where really or uh, Olave's health stands right now. Mm-hmm. He had like the pregame injury, played a little bit, but clearly hampered by it. My my concern is definitely Derek Carr, but Derek Carr will get healthier by the week with yeah. his shoulder. So as that ramps back, like, up, I think this is the worst we've seen. Hundred percent, it'll be. It, it might be another two weeks of like downplay for Olave, but I think when it matters over the last six weeks of the season, Olave is going to be a stud for you. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, really? I have him as a sell. Dude, I don't know that Jacksonville team just spreads the ball around really well. He'll have good games like he did, but I almost feel like uh, I think that's what I'm accepting it's, i just i just gonna have to start him every week and hope it's the week but i wonder if you could sell him really really high that that's kind really? of the reason okay. why i was, I was thinking you won't be able to get great value maybe that was my mindset i would throw calvin ridley on the trade block and see what you can get for him just because coming off a big game everyone's like okay now jacksonville's like kind of humming again but next week it could be zay jones again it could be christian kirk again they got ingram etn could have a day like they have a lot of really good weapons so i think we're gonna see a lot of inconsistency with ridley and uh, even inconsistency on whether or not the jaguars are having a good day seems yeah. like an issue as well i wonder if you could flip ridley for like eckler because eckler's missed so much time like that i would do in a heartbeat you know what i mean yeah, for sure and even if you have to go like ridley and i don't know fucking zach moss for for eckler like that's something i would be really interested in doing obviously that's like a tear up but now's the time where like coming off a big game like ridley just did people are back in on him Trying to think of other player comps like Ridley or Waddle the rest of the way. I think Ridley's probably value higher for sure. Um, and, and that's another one for one lateral. So yeah, it's another like lateral move, right? Again, that's just like whoever's Feels on like my team is toss. the one I'm probably holding. I might sound crazy, but I think I'd actually go Waddle there. I don't know. Ridley, I feel like we've seen enough games where he just kind of like. Do you think he still. He like disappears. Is the Jags wide receiver one by the end? Yeah. Okay. I do. But I think it won't. I, I don't think we'll see that each week though. I think they kind of just take yeah, what's given proven. to them. Yeah. yeah, slightly maybe Waddle. I don't know if I was if I had Ridley and I was offered that trade. I don't know if I'd make the move. But again, I'm w- with the lateral one for ones. If I feel like they're the same player over, if we're just flipping a coin, being like hopefully he performs better than him, I, I just typically don't yeah. make the move. Uh, I don't know. I think you just got to take. It sucks if you maybe reached on him and you took him at like an early second round, but kind of what you just bought into at this point. Zach Moss, number ten. This is tough. No, it's not. By the fuck. Really, you're gonna buy him? I'm sending Calvin Ridley for him. I th- I kind of see him just kind of like. I think he's a must buy if you're a Jonathan Taylor owner. That's fair. I think you should like give away a decent player to get him. Really, for rest, dude. He's been like a week winner for like three weeks in a row. That's fair. He's been really good, and uh, again, I th- I think this 
makes the runway for Jonathan Taylor to come back like a really slow one. Rest of the season, would you rather Moss or Jerome Ford? Probably Jerome Ford. I feel more secure in like what his backfield outlook will be for the whole season. I think he'll be like the 1A there at worst, whereas Moss will, I'm sure, eventually flip Taylor. But if you can give a wide receiver three or something for... I'm just in a tough... And maybe this is the wrong mentality to have. I think it's like if I trade for a guy and he's probably not going to be starting my lineup for the fantasy football playoffs, what am I doing? That's fair. But I to counterpoint myself, I did say earlier, Raheem Mostert could be the guy that gets you to the playoffs in that time around. Maybe A-chan's back and you're not even using him. So. Yeah, I'm kind of good just like figuring it out as I go along, yeah. just taping shit together, honestly. Hoping <laughs> yeah. shit works, throwing it against the wall. I'll say, like I'm looking at the receivers, wouldn't give up Gabe Davis for Zach Moss. Probably wouldn't give up George Pickens for Zach Moss. Hollywood Brown, I'd hold on to. Hollywood's been eating. Him and Gabe putting up tutties. Actually, I don't know how far I'd go with buying Zach Moss. Now that I'm looking at the list. Hank Dell, no. 2-2. Here's a guy I would take Moss over 2-2. If I had JT, for sure. Otherwise, I'm not sure. Dobbs is a guy I'd be okay giving up for Zach Moss. Do you think Kyler plays? This year? Yeah. The video for this, but... Because we were doing, I was doing a best ball, and I was like, eh, it's gonna be tough. <sighs> yeah, I think he steps back on the field at some point. Okay. I can't give you, I wouldn't put money on it being more than like four games. If the over yeah. under was set at three and a half, I'd be hesitant to take the over on it. I would take the under for sure. Yeah. I think he wants to get back on the field really badly. I think it's gonna get, I think it could get messy in Arizona like the end of the year, mm. just between like PR and him wanting to get back yeah. on. And Even if he comes not. back and they're 0 and 3 still, like, yeah. For sure. All right. Uh, who do you want to talk about? Jay Jettas. Just assuming, let's say, he's back in five weeks. Yeah, I mean, Off if you're 5-0 or 4-1, and one, like, I mean, he might be on your team. Like, if. like I got offered in my league. I have him. Mm-hmm. I got offered DK Metcalf for him. I declined it. I think I probably would, too, but it, it, I guess it would depend on what my... I, I mean, I'm doing bad. I'm like 1-4 now. Really? Yeah. I would think about that. Who are your other wide receivers? I have Waddle and Ridley. Okay. And I th- what about your flex? Th- this is tough because I think this is a league where I have. Is your team bad or are you just unlucky right now? I think I'm a little unlucky. Like, those are good receivers. Jettas, Ridley, Waddle, my tight ends, TJ, my quarterbacks, Herbert. But my running backs are pretty mid. So I might want to maybe move Jefferson for that. I think I got Javante. Sorry, I'm in like six leagues. I'm trying to think. No. Javante, Brian Robinson. Okay. Yeah, that, I feel like that team should be better than one and four. Mm-hmm. Um,. I don't mind the move wide receiver receiver because you can throw a flex play in there. Like, that's no problem with me. But obviously, you need some more help at running back. Uh, I mean, Jefferson's – I'm really only making that move. I, I am such an injury pessimist that, like, I'm not going out of my way to buy guys who are hurt. The only way I, I make that move is if I feel so comfortable with my team and I have a ton – like, if you hit on, you know, your – It felt a- like a fair offer. Like, that's a big name. To 100%. Think. Yeah. I almost feel like they're probably overpaying, in a sense, given the situation right now. Um if, if you hit on, like, your 7th, ninth, and 12th round picks or something like that, and they end up being guys who everyone is starting, yeah. but now you have so much depth, I got no problem with that. If you're, if you're, like, a starting player and a bench player and you could flip them for Jefferson, I'm cool with that. But if you're giving up too much of guys that are going to impact your lineup right now, I probably – we don't know when he's going to be back. Yeah. I, I, and you I get put on the IR that. immediately, that's, like, a pretty severe fucking yeah. hamstring. I will say, though, he was – yeah, that's pretty severe. I, don't I think it just applies to a lot of people rather than just myself because everyone drafted Jay Jettas this year and they're all like, what the hell do I do now? So you wouldn't 
I would really consider that. It offer. just kind of depends on your record. You think for most people, if you have a cushion, if you have a lot of depth, if you, yeah, like I need to feel really comfortable. I'm not going out on a limb to trade for J Jeff. That, that's why I look at like injuries. Like if anything, like holding me back, like pulling me back saying like, ah, this is like way too risky. Throwing risk on top of a, a risky situation. Just, I'm not good with that. Fair. Iron Williams. I just want to touch on, I, I, every single down week he has is a buy opportunity. I think like right now coming off the Philly game, again, he's controlling like 95% of the backfield work, goal line, pass catching, all of it. I don't care how inefficient he is on the ground. I think he's going to have at least like two to three more multi-touchdown games the rest of the year. You think you're not concerned about how much they pass? They pass the most. I almost last week asked you like, how do I sell them? And you're like, don't. I, I was trying to come up with a reason yeah, to. Yeah, don't. When they're not playing against Philly or they're not playing against like the Niners or some shit, he's going to keep eating. That's fair. Cardinals this week. Go. This, this is not a good buy week. You're going to pay a lot. All right, take us away. Okay, that's our trade show. Make sure to sub. Make sure to give us some love. Give us the words. Relax. Way too far. Peace. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.